When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 362. How to Survive a Long-Distance Relationship, part one, by Mark Manson of markmanson.net. And I'm your host, Joss Marie. Hey you, thanks for swinging by. Today, I'll actually be featuring part one of a post from Mark Manson that offers some tips for surviving a long-distance relationship. Lee and I actually experienced long-distance early on in our relationship, so I know just how tough it can be. Not to mention my sister and her husband just spent the past three years in separate states while doing fellowships and starting their surgery careers. Their family is finally back together and my nieces couldn't be happier about it, but they too know the challenges of distance. And on that note, I look forward to sharing Mark's tips with you, so let's get to it and start optimizing your life. How to Survive a Long-Distance Relationship, Part 1, by Mark Manson of markmanson.net. Long-distance relationships are the worst. Is he or she worth waiting for? Are they feeling the same way I do? Am I kidding myself thinking this can work? Would I be better off dating the mailman instead? At least he comes to my house every day. Does my girlfriend even exist, or is this just a Nigerian guy conducting an elaborate credit card scam? I get it. I've been there. Long-distance relationships suck. There's no way around it. In all of my years, I've never met someone who has said, yeah, my boyfriend lives 14 hours away in Finland. It's great. On the contrary, everyone I've met in a long-distance relationship can relate to the slow, agonizing feeling that takes place over months or even years. That feeling that your heart is slowly being carved out of your chest by a butter knife and replaced with Skype calls and open chat windows. All three of my significant relationships have involved long distance in some way. As a young man who was terrified of any sort of commitment whatsoever, I found that I could only allow myself to fall for a girl if she was at least 500 miles away. The first one, we both genuinely tried to make it work, but things fell apart spectacularly. The second one, we both agreed that our lives were taking us to different parts of the world and we were probably better off letting it go. We then struggled to, you know, actually let go over the next year. The third, because we had both done this before, we immediately made plans to end the distance as soon as possible, six months, and then made the appropriate sacrifices to do so. So I guess what I'm saying is I've seen both sides of the long-distance relationship coin. I've seen them implode and I've seen them fizzle out. I've seen them be worth the pain and loneliness, but also reach the moment of needing to let go. When it comes to surviving the distance, here's what I've learned is most important. Number one, you always need something to look forward to together. 
What kills long-distance relationships is the constant underlying uncertainty of everything. Is this all worth it? Does she still feel the same way about me as she did before? Is he secretly meeting other girls without me knowing? Am I kidding myself with all of this? Maybe we're horrible for each other and I don't know it. The longer you two are apart, the more these uncertainties will fester and grow into legitimate existential crises. That's why when making any long-distance relationship work, it's necessary to always have some date that you are both waiting for. Usually, this will be the next time you are both able to see each other. But it can be other major life moments as well. Applying for jobs in the other person's city, looking at apartments together, a vacation together, and so on. The minute you stop having some milestone to look forward to together, it will become harder to maintain the same enthusiasm and optimism for each other. One thing that is true about all relationships is that if they're not growing, then they're dying. And this is more important than ever in long-distance relationships. You must be evolving towards something. There must be some goal out in front of you that you're reaching together. You must have some cause that unites you at all times. You must both have a converging trajectory at some point on the horizon. Otherwise, you will inevitably drift apart. Number two, be slow to judge. A funny thing happens to humans psychologically when we're separated from one another. We're not able to see each other as we truly are. When we're apart from one another or have limited exposure to a person or event, we start to make all sorts of assumptions or judgments that are usually exaggerated or untrue. This can manifest itself in various ways within a long-distance relationship. In some cases, people get insanely jealous or irrationally possessive of their partner because they perceive every casual social outing without them as potentially threatening to their relationship. They become paranoid, asking, who the F is Dan? Tell me who the F this Dan guy is and why is he writing on your Facebook wall? Oh, he's your stepbrother? I didn't know you had a stepbrother. Why didn't you tell me you had a stepbrother? Are you hiding something from me? Okay, maybe I wasn't listening when you told me but I still don't want you hanging out with Dan, got it? Other people become extremely critical and neurotic that every small thing that goes wrong is an end to the relationship. Like if the power goes out and their partner misses their nightly Skype call, they sit there thinking to themselves that this is it, the relationship's over, he finally forgot about me. Other people go the other direction and start idealizing their partner as being perfect in a bunch of ways that they're actually not. After all, if your partner isn't in front of you all day every day, it's easy to forget all of the little obnoxious parts of their personality that actually bother you. It's easy to overlook their flaws and faults. And not only that, but it feels good to imagine that there's this picture-perfect person for you, the one out there. And it's these logistical circumstances that are the only thing keeping you apart. All of these irrational fantasies are unhelpful. And when stuck in a long-distance scenario, it's important to distrust many of your own judgments and inclinations to a certain degree. Remind yourself that you really don't know what's going on, and the best thing you can do at any moment is to simply talk to your partner about what they're feeling and about what you're feeling. There's that old saying, absence makes the heart grow fonder. Well, I'd edit that to say, absence makes the heart effing psychotic, if I could. Be weary. Number three. Hear that in tomorrow's episode. You just listened to part one of the post titled How to Survive a Long-Distance Relationship by Mark Manson of markmanson.net. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 
Six one since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Such great tips, and I look forward to sharing the rest of them with you tomorrow. So make sure and come on back, where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this podcast, but also Optimal Living Daily, the show where I read to you from even more blogs covering finance, productivity, minimalism, personal development, and more from incredible bloggers like Derek Sivers, Zen Habits, Mark and Angel, The Minimalists, and all the ones you hear on this show too. So if you enjoyed today's episode and like taking amazing blogs on the go, come on over to Optimal Living Daily and subscribe to that one too. And together, we'll start optimizing your life. You've been listening to Optimal Living Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits. Optimal Living Daily.